Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 61 of A Wild Podcast Has Appeared, comicbook.com's official Pokemon podcast. I am your host, Jim Viscardi. Oh, wait a second. I'm not Jim at all. This is no. Christian Hoffer. It's like uh, your Mimikyu or something. You're just uh, pretending. Cosplay. Yep. If, if only I had not shaved this morning, I would have done a lot better job of doing <laughs> that. Um, so Jim, unfortunately, is having some internet issues, so we are starting the show without him. He may hop on, he may not hop on, who knows? But luckily, I am joined uh, with my fabulous co-host, uh, Megan Peters. How are you doing? I'm here. I'm just waiting. It's going to be kind of like Papa Jim, like Papa Mole. Is he going to come up? Is he going to stay away? This do, is very exciting. It's like do you, do you remember the last time? That he did that to us where he like suddenly oh disappeared gosh. and suddenly just like hopped in like i don't actually have our like video cameras up and going um yeah. you know I, I don't actually see that so when he does actually hop up uh pop in it'll be a big surprise i know we we like lost our minds momentarily when that right. happened last time so maybe so, something to look forward to if not yeah. hoffer and i have you yeah, exactly. This is kind of like going to be a horror podcast this week. When will the monster, in this case, Jim Biscardi, appear? And that's um, a very apt week to have that, considering the content we're talking about today. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so uh, for those of you who uh, aren't familiar with our show structure, things are broken down into three parts. We start with a quick rundown of some of the big Pokemon news of the week. Uh, then we do a deep dive into a topic. This week we will be talking about Pokemon Go's uh, latest happenings. And then we finally end things with a Pokefact of the Week. And spoiler alert, we're just talking about a ghost-type Pokemon. So mm-hmm. you can be sure that this week's is horrific. Uh, so s- speaking of ghost Pokemon, there was a new episode of Twilight Wings that came out. So Megan, why don't yes. you break it down for us? Uh so, I mean, we've talked about Twilight Wings a lot on this podcast. Every episode we, we have loved from the aesthetic to the music to, to everything. So this new episode, episode six, came out and it focused on my good ghost son, Alistair, who is, of course, the S.H.I.E.L.D. exclusive trainer, mm-hmm. uh, the ghost type trainer of the Sword and S.H.I.E.L.D. games. Uh, so I have S.H.I.E.L.D. And so like I have been with him my whole time, thus him being my ghostly son. Uh, So this episode basically follows Alistair and his ghost Pokemon as they kind of do a reference back to the first episode of Twilight Wings, where, you know, we revisit, um, you know, there was the kid who was in the hospital who was sick and he wanted to get a letter to Chairman Rose so he could see Leon fight uh, in person uh, because he's been in the hospital for so long and his his friend is also there with him. Tommy, I believe is his name. Uh, So basically Tommy's trying to like, get this whole shebang rolling and he's like who should i ask to help me with this you know what alistair he's a little kid uh so it's a very interesting um little adventure for alistair of kind of going on this adventure with his pokemon and tommy but it's also like a really like sobering conversation of like children and you know chronic illnesses it's like super like depressing but also it's kind of like alistair is this like young kid trying to like figure out his social situation and hierarchy in this like moment so it's so good but it's also like filled with really disturbing imagery so so quick question because you know we have to bring this up every episode twilight Wings episode 
does the sick boy, whose name I believe is John? Yeah, John. Which is weird because that's my son's name. Does he <laughs> die this episode and does Alistair then catch him as a Pokemon? You know, maybe that's like subtext of the episode, which I just completely missed. I do not believe that is what happened. But like, to be honest, like we talked about this in a previous episode, but um, in this episode, in one shot, you see uh, like a taxi, a Corviknight taxi outside of the hospital. And mm. there's like lampets like all over the hospital because they're <laughs> waiting for people at this hospital to die. And, like, oh, I saw that, and it, like, glossed over, and then I watched it again, and I was like, oh, my God, there's a horde of Pokemon outside this hospital waiting for people to die so it could eat their souls. You know, healthcare in the Pokemon industry, in the Pokemon world, must be, like, absolutely terrifying. Just an absolutely awful place. Like, every time you go to a doctor, there is just ghost-type Pokemon loitering yeah. around, waiting to suck out your soul if you show even the slightest hint of illness. Yeah, it was terrifying. Like, I wonder, like, practically speaking, what ghost-type trainers, like, Alistair would think. Like, would their Pokemon eat their souls after they die? Or, or like, would they be like, nah, fam, we'll protect you. Like, I have so many questions about this, that this episode of Twilight Ring Wings rose up within me. Uh, it's horrifying. The healthcare... I mean, as we talked about, as soon as you, like, slightly peel off the veneer of Pokemon, things get really uncomfortable. So, like, if it's not, like, Miltank or, like, Chansey, like, nursing you in a hospital, it's Lampet or Haunter or Ghastly trying to eat your literal soul. Yeah, I, I guess that's a fair price to pay for the, the joy of getting to, you know, capture and train a Pokemon companion that, you know, uh, has a lifespan expectancy of longer than a few years. So, you know, take that into consideration. Like, well, you know, that's that's the trade-off. So, you yeah. know, in the Pokemon world, you get a cat that doesn't die after 15 years. But also, there's this entire subtext of half the Pokemon are horrifying monsters who may or may not want to either eat you, eat other Pokemon, or damn you to hell for eternity. Well, like, I was thinking, like, maybe this is why Ash doesn't age. Maybe people in the Pokemon universe just age really slowly, so that's why all these, like, Pokemon are so desperate for souls, because people don't die often enough. <laughs> like, I have so many questions that can only be answered by, like, Ash, catch him, and I can't just, like, call him up. He's out of cell phone range right now, so I, I just... I have, maybe, I have issues. Maybe we'll get some answers in the next Pokemon games, uh, Pokemon metaphysics and Pokemon human spirituality. Like, when are we going to get Pokemon life and death? Jesus. Like, it's coming, <laughs> isn't it? Don't laugh at I me. I mean, you know, I, I would say no, but then again, you know, judging from just the sheer, you know, kind of like when you read a Pokemon's Pokedex entries over the year, Mm -hmm. Like, and over, like, the different games, they get slowly and slowly more depressing and horrifying. I mean, take Mega Evolution. Yeah. Like, Mega Evolution was, like, introduced as, like, oh, look at this cool new mechanic. And then we find out in the subsequent generation that, no, actually, guys, Mega Evolution is actually actively awful. Yeah. You know? And when Mega Evolution inevitably gets introduced here for, you know, the new generation, it'll probably be like, after a Pokemon Mega Evolves, it actually kills their kids. 
Well, you know what? Honestly, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm now officially pitching my order for Pokemon Life and Death. And if they need a third one or a DLC pack, they can call it Purgatory. <laughs> That's all I need. We can have, like, the Pokemon who are, like, the Pokemon who originated death. The Pokemon. Oh, my God. Like, so we get, like, happen. a Grim Reaper, like, Shigami. Yeah. Oh. Like, a Soul Reaper, basically. <laughs> I just want Pokemon and Bleach to cross over. That's, I, I that's was, what I'm really going for here. You know, I, I personally am rooting if we're, we're going to bring in, like, Reapers that we get kind of, like, the Soul Eater equivalent because that that uh, is a much... Fu- uh, I, I like that version of the Grim Reaper a little bit more, but yeah, like let's yeah. let's let's really dive in for the next one. Yeah, um, let's just go all out. That's what I say. Uh, speaking of, actually, let's keep keep talking about the anime because didn't Ash catch a new Pokemon this week? Yes, he did. I was about to say Ash I catch to- him. I totally forgot to like even bring this up. Um, because yes. like it just slipped my mind. It's been a crazy week, and it was not the Pokemon that everyone was expecting either. Yes. So for a long time now, people have been waiting for Ash to catch Sobble. Like mm-hmm. he needs a Galarian starter. Everyone thought it was going to be Sobble. This new episode came out, and out of nowhere, Ash catches a Galarian Farfetch'd. He's like in love with this Farfetch'd. It's really funny, uh, and it's kind of the Pokemon has positioned itself as like a almost sensei to Riolu, so it won't be long before we get Lucario. But mm. Ash now has a Galarian Farfetch'd. It's super great, but the episode ends on a teaser uh, that it will in fact be Go who gets Sobble, which I think is a terrible decision. <laughs> I know Hopper will likely agree with me, uh, but. Sobble is too fragile to have this kind of unexperienced trainer, well, in my opinion. I mean, let's let's face it. Sobble's main shtick is that he cries. And yes. what Pokemon is better, or what trainer is better to make Sobble cry than Go? I don't think he needs the extra push, though. Like, he already... He already has such a hard time. He gets, like, caged by Team Rocket. Like, like, Sobble's having a hard time on his stuff, like, on his own. To compound his issues by bringing Go into the equation, I feel like is unnecessary punishment. But that seems like what's going to happen. We won't really officially know until the next episode of Pokemon Journeys, which comes out in Japan this weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, it looks like Sobble is going to be with Go, which means that opens Ash up to inevitably getting Grookey. So all you Grookey gang people are happy about that. (laughs) There has only been, I think, one generation in which ash has not gotten the grass type starter if i remember correctly because he got let's see here so he got uh you know obviously it has bulbsar i got chikorita Mm -hmm. um trying to think uh yeah you got trico um then after trico is um he he definitely got um uh i'm like blanking on (laughs) i'm blanking on it um now I'm going to have to look it up because this is annoying me. Um, no, I understand. Yeah, meanwhile, I mean, a Turtwig. Turtwig. He got Turtwig. Yeah. He I, got Snivy. He didn't get Chespin. No. Then he got Rowlet. And so this would continue. Of all the, you know, he is a grass-type lover. This is, you know, yes. what he, 
he does the, uh, you know, gets the most stuff. So it makes sense on a meta level. But yeah, I agree. I think everyone was really hoping that Ash would get Sobble. It makes, it seems like it would be a good fit because Ash is very rah-rah and yeah. Sobble really needs the support. But frankly, I think that Ash will eventually get all of Ghost Pokemon anyways. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily hate that idea. After yeah. Pokemon Social Services takes that away from Yeah, see, know, that's, like, that's going to be like the next miniseries. We had Pokemon Generations, <laughs> Pokemon like Twilight Wings, and now we're going to have Pokemon Social Services. Taking back the Pokemon who have been mistreated. So, and speaking of Pokemon that have been mistreated, Pokemon Sword and Shield has released a new update that squashes a very big uh, hack that's been going on. Uh, so did you get a chance to take a look at that, that at all? I mainly so I, I had no idea this was going on until I saw <laughs> that you put this in our show notes for the day. And I was like, hack raids, what's happening? And then I looked at it and I am almost convinced that the like raids that I've tried to get into have experienced this similar situation. Oh, it's, it was absolutely a problem. So uh, yeah. Pokemon Sword and Shield released a new update. Uh, it just came out literally uh, the day, uh, I think it tech might have come out la late last night, so that would have been Tuesday evening, but uh, we're literally, you know, looking at it now. Um, and one of the big things it does is it eliminates hacked raids. Now, hacked raids were a way for Pokemon um, players, um, basically they had a way to kind of customize a max raid battle and then stick it onto the internet for anyone to join. Um, so a lot of people use this as ways of making sure, because you could just lock it, like with a code, and that you can mm -hmm. only enter it. And so uh, there were two big things that people were doing to get with these hack parades. One, they were using them to battle and catch shiny Pokemon, because it was the easiest way of, you know, getting a shiny Pokemon encounter, is to literally hack it in there. Um, the other thing they were doing was they were using it to create max raid battles with legendary Pokemon, and Pokemon that you can't encounter in the game naturally yet, but are programmed within there, such as uh, Sogaleo and Lunala were ones that I saw a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so this, uh, this was a problem. I mean, uh, if you hopped on Twitch um, or YouTube, you could see all sorts of hacked raids. It was going on on a daily basis. Um, it was, and also... Uh, it, it kind of like mucked up the YCOM system. Too, yes, which was it was so annoying. It was so annoying. So, Ugh. you know, that was another big problem was it was clogging up the YCOM experience. So as part of this cleanup, so the new update does seem to improve the YCOM experience, which is you connect to the internet, you're able to do surprise trades, you're able to look for trade partners, and you're able to participate in open to the internet uh, max raid battles. Uh, it wasn't the best system, even if you were doing like codes. Like I remember, mm -hmm. there's a couple times where I would uh, pull in, uh, you know, like I wanted to trade, you know, because yeah. I've I've completed my Pokedex, and so when I was completing my Pokedex, I'd find somebody who would trade, you know, we we would do a trade, and like so, you know, you'd enter in the four-digit code, and despite the fact that that four-digit code was entered, it still you know, wouldn't sync up for minutes. Like, it, yeah. it was it was a problem. It was a really big problem. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, so allegedly it's fixed. Now, 
I will say this about Pokemon hackers. They are a resilient bunch. They find workarounds to just about everything. I mean, <coughs> excuse me. When we talk about Pokemon Go, I mean, the hackers have consistently found workarounds to every single thing Niantic has thrown at them. So chances are it's only a matter of time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I enjoy this reprieve while it's here. And it, it also might be here for like a day. <laughs> and it also doesn't, um, it also doesn't um, impact like local play. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but anyways. Yeah. So if you were really tired of people clogging up your YCOM with locked raids that you really wanted to get into, but you couldn't get into it. Don't worry. Hopefully they won't be there for like a week. <laughs> so, uh, let's, let's turn to something a little bit more pleasant. Uh, did you see the Pokemon Go commercial? Uh, yes, I did. It did was you? so good. It was cute. And do you know why it was so good, Megan? You know, I don't know, Hoffer. Uh, did you know that apparently, you know, this might seem like a given, but commercials need to be directed much in the same way as movies do. And occasionally companies will go, and there's like an entire cottage industry. There are a lot of really good commercial directors and a lot of people actually get their start directing commercials. However, every once in a while, a big time movie director will, um, you know, decide that they want to uh, direct a 30 second Pokemon Go commercial. And this case was Rian Johnson. Uh, Rian, or yeah, Green Johnson. I got, mm-hmm. yeah, I got his, I, was like, did I get his name wrong? Oh my God. Yes, <laughs> Rian Johnson, the Rian Johnson from Star Wars The Last Jedi, Knives Out, um, mm-hmm. you know, celebrated uh, movie director, is apparently a huge Pokemon Go fan. Who, who would have thought? I mean, I'm 900% for this because now it broadens my headcanon to like the Star Wars cast or like the Star Wars characters like Rey and like Finn and Poe, all the Bloody Falcon playing Pokemon Go. Like catching Rayquazas out in space, like come on, that that is what this does for me on a on a surface level, on a more meaningful level. It was just really cute. Like I really liked seeing it. Like I I didn't know at first that Rian Johnson was the the one who did this, who who did the whole commercial. And I watched it and I was like, oh man, that's really cute. And then like literally thirty seconds later, I was scrolling down on Twitter and I saw that you had tweeted out that it was Rian Johnson who did this, and I was like losing my mind a little bit so i was like well it i missed something (laughs) so i so niantic approached me on friday like right before the uh, fourth of july holiday and asked like hey we have a commercial coming out on monday if we if you agree to do this embargo we'll let you view it and we'll tell you what big time director did and so i thought you know usually when you get these like marketing emails you Mm. know where they say oh we've teamed up with someone big it ends up being like not someone big Mm-hmm. You know, but I was like, yeah, sure. You know, we have, we agree by the embargo, you know, this, it, it'll be a cool story regardless. And they're like, yeah, Rean Johnson directed us. I was like, what? Excuse me. That's <laughs> like, and the cool thing is, is because, you know, this all, this is all going on during, you know, COVID-19 lockdown. Rean is based in LA, which is one of the hot spots of COVID-19. So he directed this remotely with a crew in New Zealand, which New Zealand, uh, you know, has no cases of COVID-19. So, you know, they, they are yep. able to resume production over there 
Um, yeah. So it was actually, you know, pretty cool. And can you imagine? Because there's a bit of a time difference going on there, too. Yeah, that would have been very unfortunate for, for, for all parties involved. That, so, that time difference is brutal. Yeah. No, it's... Um, so the whole thing, like, the, the, the making of it was pretty interesting just because, um, you know, there's this huge time difference. There's all this stuff... Um, uh you know all you know there was a lot of like international because not only that they were working with uh the pokemon company out of japan they were working with niantic out of new york and san francisco and they had uh, another office somewhere in europe which i can't remember off the top of my head mm-hmm. um but you know this was really like a worldwide production to promote pokemon go fest which begins here in just a few weeks um yeah. and when we get back that's actually we we didn't have a lot of news this week it was a very light pokemon week you know Mm -hmm. uh in terms of news but when we get back from our commercial break we will talk about what pokemon go has done as a surprise lead-in to pokemon go fest so stay tuned and we'll be right back okay pokemon go Yes. Have you uh, have you hopped into Pokemon Go over the last few days? I have hopped into it when I went when I go on my walks every afternoon. Mm-hmm. I, I go into it, but at my house, it's a dead zone unless I have incense. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the case with me too. But um, have you noticed any strange shadows floating over your house recently? Now that you mention it. <laughs> both in the game and in real life <laughs> dun 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 what is happening <laughs> that would have been the perfect time for jim to pop up but i, I guess i know i was kind of like hoping like jim you missed your cue man you missed your cue we're gonna have like, to i'm jesse you're james thing. and he's meow <laughs> just pops up <laughs> but so team rocket has once again reared their ugly head in pokemon go they never went away but now Due to COVID-19, less people are going to Team Rocket-controlled Pokestops. So, uh, Team Rocket is now coming to you instead. Uh, Team Rocket now has balloons. Love Uh, it. They uh, float over your location at random. Uh, There can be grunts. Uh, They can be the uh, admins. Uh, I (laughs) have... Had the displeasure of fighting two different admins since this event started last night. I spent an hour. Like, I suck. The guy, who, the steel type uh, leader, uh-huh. I, yeah. I'm terrible at. Like, I really struggle at beating him. Like, my, my strongest Pokemon are just not really set up for his team. Yeah. So I probably spent like a good 40 minutes on him last night before just giving up in frustration. And was this, this morning, at your house? Like it was yeah, over it your was. house. It so you was. were basically defending your home from an intruder. And he would have successfully invaded my house if that was. Wow, the case. I'm so sorry for your loss. I, I, I don't that have to insurance. <laughs> he's got so he's got he's got a freaking mobile that you know yeah uh, you know so he's he's his mobile yeah like weak to fire weak to fighting um you know that's that's fine uh but then his second one is a uh I think it's a lapras. 
might be a lot worse. I forget. I can't. I I really struggle because it was pretty late at night last night. <laughs> um, but like you know, I just couldn't. And he finishes up with a Sizor. And by yeah. the time I get through, oh, it's a Blastoise. It was a Blastoise. And you know, the problem is I don't have a really great uh, electric type Pokemon. And like in hindsight, I was like, I should just use a Grass type. Uh, I realized uh, yeah, that. Yeah, I was morning. wondering. I, was about to I have ask. lots of great Grass type Pokemon. I just don't have any really strong electric types. Um, mm. and so, yeah, I could not really get over the hump. Like by the time I, I could get through the Blastoise, but I wouldn't have a Pokemon that was strong enough to take out his size or, um, and so gotcha. he beat the snot out of me, but you know, uh, I had a different one who was the dark type trainer this morning. Yeah. And that was a piece of cake. Yeah. Um, but now you can battle uh, team rocket without leaving your house. That's pretty cool. That's that is pretty cool. Also even- equally terrifying. Yeah, a little bit scary when you, you know, peel back the lair there. But the the really cool thing is that they're teasing that Jesse and James are coming into the game. Now, see, that's what I need. That is the thing I and the Pokemon Go collective fandom have been waiting for. (laughs) (laughs) I need my small, sassy Team Rocket children to show up, do the whole song and dance, and then throw me out like a Psyduck. Like, that's... That's what I want. It has to be anime canon Pokemon. That's my only demand. Uh, yeah, and uh, we don't know how they're going to come in yet. Uh, I will say the Pokemon Masters uh, just brought in Jesse and Arbok as a sync team, um, which I know no one plays Pokemon wow. Masters anymore. Throwback but... to a game I forgot about. <laughs> we just talked about it like two weeks ago. Already forgot about it. <laughs> you mentioned it, and I forgot about it. Yeah, uh, and uh, so it, it definitely seems like uh, there's going to be some more of that cross-promotional, uh, you know, between the anime and the various mobile games, which I think will be really cool. Like, I'm I'm excited to see what Jesse and James do. Uh, maybe yeah. this will lead to double battles. That's, you know, that is, like, my, my hope upon hope is, like, mm-hmm. you know, because I would love to tap two fingers to my screen yeah. instead of one. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I think, I mean, the Team Rocket coming to you, I think, is a great, like, accessibility feature. And the fact mm-hmm. that they're using, like, the hot air balloons, like, all that stuff, it's, like, very on point for for the team rocket organization. Um, I think though, when they introduce Jesse and James, they do have to add another mechanic to it. I think they have to do something differentiated a little bit or else I feel like the hype will peak really quickly and fall flat pretty soon after like a really quick flash burn. Mm -hmm. I feel like if they can add something in like double battles or, you know, some other extra incentive, that's not flower crown Pokemon. (laughs) Like it would be a very, uh, smart decision long term to keep people playing the game within Mm -hmm. this pandemic because i mean if you're in new zealand listening to this great i'm very happy for you but if you are (laughs) in the u.s or in or in any number of other countries i mean this this social distancing all that stuff it's gonna be around for quite a bit longer because we just don't quite have it yet uh so it's gonna be more difficult to to go do kind of events that you're used to doing with pokemon go so i think if they can 
keep teasing out these longevity plays, that would be a very, very smart decision for the for the app overall. Yeah, well, and I, I like what the app has been doing. I just finished up my first, um, the the because right now we're in the build up to Pokemon Go Fest and they're doing these weekly mm-hmm. uh, skill challenges. Uh, the yep, first yeah. one, you you will appreciate this. Um, Ooh, listen. Uh, I'm assuming that you didn't get a chance to see you know, get to the skill challenges. So in order to complete the skill challenge, uh, number one um, is uh, you have to complete like three, like pretty like normal sets of tasks. Like mm-hmm. one is like make an excellent throw. One is like catch a bunch of Pokemon. And so there's like three sets of those. Mm-hmm. The second one. So this is, then you, if you complete that, you get access to a, um, a an elite challenge. Okay. So this week's, which ends today. So, uh, by the time, like, I'm not going to be able to complete this sucker. Yeah. Uh, first challenge, catch 100 Pokemon. Okay. okay. Thank you. Uh, number two, catch 25 species of Pokemon. Different species. Jeez. <laughs> number three, catch 50, or make 50 excellent throws. Okay, so this makes so much sense now because my timeline for the last several days have just been people asking, like, other people that they know if they'll come over and make excellent throws for them. Mm-hmm. So now I understand. Yeah. That's yeah. ridiculous. 50. Does it have to be 50 in a row or just 50? No. Oh, okay. God, no one would be able to do that. I was just about to say, 50 in a row is almost impossible. No, 50. it was uh, – Gosh. One of my friends actually managed to complete it and it took, he said it took him about two hours of doing nothing but play Pokemon Go in order to like complete the skill challenge. Uh, I unlocked the skill challenge last night because I was like, oh no, I need to complete this before it ends. And I I thought that the skill chat, like the the elite challenge would be like unlocked for Pokemon Go Fest. I didn't realize how it was all set up. So yeah, that all hit me. Because I was like, people are like, oh, if I never have to make an excellent throw again, I'll be so happy. I'm like, geez, dramatic much? Yeah, no, now I understand. If it's 50, that's, that is excessive. That's an excessive amount of throws. Like even if you're like in a like top tier day one player, like, it's so hard. It is well with and they because they move around. I mean, some of them aren't that difficult, you know. Uh, yeah, like but legendary like, Pokemon, it's easy to make it excellent. Uh, yeah. you know, some of the some of the big Pokemon, like you know, show me a whale lord and I'll I'll catch it. Well, uh, yeah, there's there's always exceptions, but like, I mean, I'm just trying to think of like any of the smaller ones. Their hitboxes, the the ring decreasing and everything, like. I don't know. It's always so bad. And when I first started trying to like do like better throws, cause there were so many challenges, you know, in the early yeah. days of Pokemon go of uh, getting to do that. And I was like, Oh, I don't really get the difference at that time. Like, yeah, it was a little bit before my birthday. Like when the game came out, like back in like a couple years ago. Yeah. 2016, I almost said 2017. And then I was like, wait, that's not right. So I, I just, gotten like my nails done professionally for like the first time of my like adult life because I was like it's my birthday this was way pre-covid so I was gonna go out to see my friends and I realized those nails they were like acrylic and too long I couldn't 
spin the ball right. Like I just couldn't do it. And eventually I got so frustrated and I was so deep into that game. I tore off that one nail so I could do it back. And then I reapplied it non-professionally and it looked awful. So that's my story for everyone today. You're welcome. Yeah, I uh, I mean, my, my Pokemon Go uh, experience was, uh, you know, so we had a one-year-old uh, when Pokemon Go, you know, first came out. And so um, I downloaded the app and I literally like knocked on my next door neighbor's house. And this was like one of the first times that we had like ever met. Like, you know, this was like one of the things that was like, oh, let's really get to know our neighbors was yeah. like, hey, our one-year-old is sleeping. And we it's not like we didn't trust them at the time, but this mm-hmm. was like one of the first times because they'd always be like, oh, can you, you know, if ever you need something, you know, if you ever you need somebody to watch John, just let us know. And we're like, we need you to watch John. We want to go and play Pokemon Go. It's time. <laughs> it's time. Um, so overall, do you think that the Team Rocket balloons is a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, it's a good thing. I I would be surprised to hear people who are upset about this functionality. I mean, it might not live up, but like the idea of it, the coming to you and, mm-hmm. and the teases, absolutely a good idea. I I really like the fact that, so, you know, Pokemon Go has really shifted their gameplay a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think now we're to the point in the pipeline, and I could be 100% mistaken about this, you know, that maybe this has been, you know, in the works for months. Um, but I think we're to the point where now COVID-19 has been around for long enough that we are seeing how Niantic is actually trying to incorporate the stuff that they've already done. Hey, a Team Rocket Balloon literally has just popped up on my game as we're talking. Um, uh, but they're now starting to incorporate, um, this, like, you know, the, the, the COVID-19, the social distancing restrictions and stuff, they're Uh starting to incorporate that into the game to make it you know, feel like it's part of the experience as instead of just like a response to COVID-19, you know, like, because like, let's face it, this, this entire team rocket thing is a result of people not being able to go to Pokestops to battle team rocket. So now team rocket is coming to them, but this is not how they framed it, which I like, like, you know, if God knows, I do not need to be reminded that I am in a perpetual state of quarantine and social distancing every waking hour of every day. I mean, my existence is reminder enough of that. Um, so I appreciate that they found a way to stay true to those principles without mm-hmm. just saying, oh yeah, here's a free Team Rocket encounter. Go nuts! Yeah, I, I agree. The, the story element, and I'll be curious to see if the narrative kind of expands more as we, as we move closer towards the Pokemon Go Fest. Um, but I think it's definitely a really great shift of focus on like, I mean, not even narrative cohesion, but just, like, in-game, like, immersion. Like, Mm -hmm. it just feels like this is a natural part of the game, which is exactly what you want it to feel like. Because, as you just said, I don't need to be reminded that what we're living through is happening right now. We are keenly aware, and there are certain franchises which maybe I wouldn't mind incorporating, like, a covid line through uh pokemon is not one of them (laughs) so i am very happy that they're not doing that nonsense so i definitely think it's a great idea definitely curious and would be you know very excited to see if 
what else Niantic can do along this vein moving forward because they, they do have a lot of opportunity for it, I feel. Um, you know, bringing more things to you as a player rather than, you know, having to take risks and go out. Yeah. No, I, I, I hope that we see more of that. Um, I, I, I do hope that we, we, we see more of that here. I mean, like, the thing that drives me nuts is, don't get me wrong, I have not even begun um, to, like, run low on uh, incense. Like, I still have, like, 30 or 40 left. Now, mind you, that's, that's down a bit from where I was at. But I would like to see something that is more um, focused on... Right now, I, I think it should be, like, you should basically be guaranteed to get so many Pokemon to pop up based on you. Yeah. Not your, and we're seeing like some of that right now. Yeah. That is, I will say my biggest frustration, especially since I've moved. So it's like a double like whammy in the face is that, you know, where I used to live, it was like right across the street from a gym. Like it was, there was constant Pokemon. Like I was fine. I was fed. I was hydrated. Skin Mm -hmm. was glowing. Now where I have moved, it is a barren wasteland. <laughs> and yeah. because I was so used to living in a place that constantly had Pokemon when my, when my, my bag got full, because I've maxed out my, my limit on it of items I can hold, I would always get rid of incense. So I moved and I didn't have a lot of incense left. And now I'm just like, I need Pokemon, but I don't have them. So that has been my number one complaint. Both my, 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 me and my fiance complain about it constantly because yeah. we'll open our apps and we'll be like, guess what's here? Nothing. It, it drives me nuts because literally all I have to do is walk to my neighbor's um, front yard um, in order for the Pokemon to start spawning. Um, that's, that's, I'm literally five feet from whatever is the like, outer spawn limit. Dang. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I've walked around my whole neighborhood and it's just nothing. Crickets. Uh, but anyways, that's enough about Pokemon Go for one week. I have no good way to, like, segue this other than, like, hey, would you like to learn something terrifying about Pokemon? Oh, you could have done, like, a really cheesy, like, dad joke, Team Rocket. We're blasting off to the next Pokefact of the week. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Little ingenuity. (laughs) To be fair, though, you have been in that room for roughly three months straight. I I have. I mean, so I literally... Fun fact, Jim's not here to stop me. I can go off on all the tangents. Uh, I, had, I had a meeting last night. Um, and, like, it's, it's, a, it's a Zoom meeting. Like, you know, it's like one of the many that I have every single week. And I took it to my, uh, my, my son's nursery, my, my youngest nursery, like, on my phone. And they're like, oh, Christian, are you on your phone? I'm like, yeah, I can't do my office anymore. I'm done. I need to take a day off. Like, I'm not, out of here. like, usually I like have to take notes for him. Like someone else take notes. I'm, I, I can't do it because I'm on my phone. I, <laughs> I'm done. Today, today is not the day for that. But yes, I understand that. I have now started switching up my background. If you watch the video for this, you can tell. Yeah. I but have no- now, now it is time for the Poke Fact of the Week. I must introduce it for Hoffer as if I were the great and, you know, venerable Jim Viscardi. Give us the fan favorite section of the week, Christian. Lay it on us. Hunter tries to kill you with his tongue. That's no. that's the book. That's the book fact of the week. Are we sure you don't have Hunter confused with lick a tongue? No, no, literally. Uh, from Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, Hunter is a dangerous Pokemon. 
if one beckons you while flying in the darkness, so you can just imagine its creepy disembodied hands, like <laughs> giving you it, a thumb hither finger, uh, it. you must never approach it. This Pokemon will try to lick you with its tongue and steal your life away. Uh, that is uh, that that is a common trend. I mean, we knew that Haunter Haunter is a licking Pokemon. That that's what Haunter and Gengar do. Uh, but uh, Haunter specifically likes to lick people until they die. So they they like to um, like uh, they 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 like to uh, sap a person's health. Uh, and life little by little like so they lick them every passing day there's probably a haunter outside of every like doctor's um Uh, like doctor's uh place you know just waiting to suck the life out of you uh and yeah so it licks you and you grow weaker until you die that's that's how that's how haunter operates that is a shtick so my favorite like meta behind the scenes of the pokemon podcast here comic.com and the show notes it just says haunter will lick you until you die, basically. And I had the horrifying image of, like, how, like, cats have, like, barbed tongues to, like, lick up food and stuff. I just had an image of, like, a haunter, like, pinning down a person and licking them with their abrasive tongue until they literally bled to death. That was what happened in my head, and I was horrified. (laughs) uh, One, Megan, you have been playing too much D&D with me, clearly. I mean, I won't necessarily disagree with that statement. Because <laughs> that, that, that's the sort of shit that happens. That's the sort of stuff that happens uh, whenever uh, I, I'm in charge of D&D. But my thought was it's a haunter, like, you know, holding a person like it was a, a uh, Tootsie, uh, Tootsie Pop and going like, uh, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a human? One, two... <laughs> dead <laughs> three just <sighs> i mean i will say this haunter is haunter and gengar there's like a solid split between them of them being my favorite ghost type pokemon but they are just fundamentally messed up and creepy yeah the whole I... thing though with gengar licking has never sat well with me mainly because it just always was like felt like it was trying to one-up lick a tongue and it was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I like this. Is Haunter, like, did Haunter begin as the ghost of a Lickitung? That's, ooh, that's a good one. It's kind of just like a misshapen blob of ghost and dark energy. So, I mean, you don't know. That could have been a Lickitung. Like, maybe like one of the first Lickitung. Who knows? It had to come from somewhere. That's all I'm saying. So, you know, Haunter, they say, you know, as I'm looking at now, now, well, I, I can give you can, can give you a semi-practical reason for this. Uh, so a lot of yokai, uh, Japanese like spirits, uh, have long tongues. So mm-hmm. you know that's that's likely the reason why. Uh, apparently, there is a specific a uh, Philippine spirit. So that's a little bit of a stretch because you know while you know uh, the Pokemon have definitely branched out into their mythological lore uh, over the generations, it seems like a little bit tricky to say that like ah yes they picked a philippine spirit in gen one when there's not a lot of other correlation to that not saying it couldn't happen but it seems a little mm-hmm. unlikely but there is a philippine spirit that's kind of like the equivalent to yokai uh that licks the life energy out of sick people until they die i just what a terrible way to go yeah. like can we just like take a moment and like marinate in that terrible fate that you would have to suffer being licked to death 
I mean, like, worse. my question is, is like, do you feel the sensation? Because I know when like Hunter has licked people in the anime, like Hunter has licked them in the anime and they like shiver and they have like a weird feeling. Like, do you feel like, like, is it like Ghostbusters, like Ghostbusters ectoplasm? Like uh, we the are, saliva? Like we are I'm digging family, deep into this. We are a family friendly podcast, so I cannot... I know where you want to go with this, but I we're can't. steering, we're steering I, like, far I see, away from that. I see the island, and, you know, like, the sirens are calling to me, Megan. They're calling to me, and I must keep a straight course. You must um, stray away. I mean, who knows? I could be like a horde of haunter there, ready to lick you and just kill you. I just have so many questions. Can you feel it? Like, what? I just, it's just, Why? Why does it have to lick you to death? I would be far more comfortable if it just ate you, to be honest. Oh, I mean, would you be more comfortable, though? Yes, I would just rather get it over with. <laughs> like, I don't want to be slowly licked to death. <laughs> Maybe that is I, really uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, who knows, really, though? Maybe Hunter saliva has like kind of a thing like mosquitoes, how you don't feel them biting you until it's too late. Because they inject something into you, they they have a localized numbing agent. Uh, maybe it's a similar effect, so you don't even feel the licks. Or maybe it gives off a not unpleasant sensation, and maybe all the people that are shivering aren't shivering in pain. See, that's just also a very comfortable thought, which I will now stray away from. But I will say this. If it was like a mosquito, and it was me, I would just have an allergic reaction. Because if one mosquito bites me, I swell up like a balloon. Yeah. You know what we haven't? I, I don't th- really think we've really gotten a mosquito-type Pokemon yet. Good. It's coming. Why would they do that? When they when they go to Louisiana for the next um, <gasps> Don't Pokemon do that games. to me. I don't <laughs> need that in my life. mosquito Pokemon. I don't uh, need nothing. that in my life. Take it back. Take it nothing, back now, y'all. Nothing I but mosquitoes. Not oh, man. Well... That's Haunter for you. Yep. That's what we, we're buying. That's what I'll say. We, we, we've done it once again. Hopefully, hopefully we, uh, you're now just thinking about a Haunter slowly looking you to death and taking that however you want it. Um, if you want more terrifying Pokemon facts like that, we've covered Gengar way, way back in the day. Twice, mm-hmm. actually, I think. Yeah. Um, Gengar is just a cesspool of horror. Yes, yeah, so be sure to listen to our old episodes, which are all freely available on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are found. Uh, if you want to keep the conversation going because you like talking about mosquitoes or uh, Pokemon that lick, uh, where can they find you, Megan? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MeganPetersCB. And I can be found at CHoffersCBus. And Jim Viscardi, be sure to friend him on Pokemon Go. Uh, because he doesn't have enough Pokemon Go friends. He has publicly posted his uh, friend code, and you can find that at Jim Viscardi um, You can also send him messages, because we haven't done this yet, Hoffer, and I'm really proud of our self-restraint, but you can just spam him images of Geodude. Or don't. Let him know why you don't like Geodude. Yeah, you know what? Like, go and uh, I'll tell you what. Since Jim's not here... If you make it to the very end of the, today's episode, reply by sending Jim a picture of a rock on Twitter. Yes. Just a rock and just say, hey, it's Geodude. Yeah, tag us so we can know and like applaud you for your, for your tenacity of 
of propagating our, our ongoing mission to educate Jim about Geodude. Okay, well, that's all we have for this week. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate your continued support. Uh, be sure to like us on, or uh, not like us, uh, share a uh, review on iTunes. Uh, that is a great way to help give uh, more exposure. Tell your Pokemon friends, tell your Pokemon family, uh, and, you know, just, uh, you know, spread the word about us. And uh, as always, we appreciate your support. And until next time, Thank you so much for listening. Catch you later.